This episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job is brought to you by Care Of, a wellness brand that makes it easy to get the right vitamins, supplements, and protein powders for your specific needs. For 25% off your first Care Of order, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter promo code DREAMJOB. Also, thanks to HoneyBook. If you run your own business, you're used to doing it all, but if you're struggling to get through your to-do list, HoneyBook can help. Go to HoneyBook.com slash DREAMJOB for 50% off your first year. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I am so excited, so excited because Gabby Bernstein is here today and I cannot wait to get into that. Uh, But before we do, I just want to say really quickly, thank you so much for all of your love, all of the comments, all of the emails. Yes, we just celebrated our 200th episode on Monday. And so this is episode 201. And it's just been such an incredible week. Evan Carmichael was here on Monday. Gabby Bernstein is here today. And I just want you to know, I feel so incredibly lucky and blessed and grateful to have gotten to know all of you and to be in your life and that you make space for me to show up. I know that there's so much you could be doing right now. And instead you're here. And I started the show two and a half years ago, sitting on the floor of my closet in my old house. And to think that now we have um, almost 9 million downloads and I've gotten to meet so many incredible souls like Seth Godin and Martha Beck and Bobby Brown and Howard Schultz. And it's just been such an incredibly uplifting, inspiring. I've learned so much. I've grown so much. And and then to meet all of you and to connect with all of you and to have you in my life as such a source of unconditional love, I just feel so blessed and so grateful. And I wanted to say really quickly that one thing that I'd love for you to do sometime today or whenever is go into the notes on your phone and just type out these words, I have done harder things than this because it's true. You have survived so much. You have weathered some of the darkest nights, some of the loudest storms, and you made it here. You made it here. And whatever this thing is right now that's in front of you, it is nothing compared to what you've already overcome with so much grace. And I think that sometimes you forget how capable you are. I think we all forget. And we forget how brave we are because you know what? Everything we've been through, everything you've been through, all of it, all the scars, it only makes you that much more the right person to be in this moment and to show up in this moment. And I I just feel like everything I've ever done, it was always overwhelming. Still, I was scared to start writing music. I'm still scared to write music. I was scared to start the podcast. I still get scared to record the podcast. I was scared to get married. I'm still scared of being married. I was scared to be a mother. I'm still scared of being a mother. I'm scared to post vulnerable things. I'm scared to share this right now. I'm scared to price my offers or speak to crowds of thousands or hundreds. I'm scared to travel to new places. I get anxious about that. I'm scared to speak my truth to people in my family, to people in the world. And yet I do it. I do it anyway. And I do it because I want to push myself beyond the limits that I'm setting for myself. I want the things that were once my ceiling to become my floor. Scared as hell and doing it anyway. So I just, I want you to know that whatever this moment is for you, boy, have you soldiered through so much harder than this and you got it. And it is scary. But what did Evan Carmichael say? he was so great. He was like successful people start, right? And he said, all you're missing is that momentum. And he talked about how it's all about like, okay, so you feel like throwing up and you do it anyway. And then you start to do more and you start to see, boy, are you capable of all of this? I also want to let you know, we are doing a giveaway and the last day to enter the giveaway to celebrate the 200th episode. We're doing this big giveaway and the last day to enter is tomorrow. We're giving away five $200 gift cards. We're giving away signed copies of my book, five of those. And every single person who enters by tomorrow, you get my class, how to create a successful podcast. And actually tomorrow I'm doing a live session of that. So not only do you get the videos and the cheat sheet and the workshop, but then you get a live workshop workshop as well, which is tomorrow. So if you enter the giveaway by tomorrow, you get that. 
that's what you get for sure. And then you also might be chosen. We're going to be choosing five additional winners. So everyone gets the podcast course and the free session tomorrow. And if you can't make it to the free session tomorrow, if you enter because you win it, you'll get sent the replay. But everyone who enters gets it. And then we will be choosing five people to win a $200 gift card, as well as five people to receive an advanced copy of my book. And those five people not only do they get an advanced signed copy of my book and a $200 gift card, but we'll be giving shout outs on the podcast to you, talking about your business, talking about your Instagram, shouting you out and sending people over to check out whatever it is that you're working on. So you can go to my Instagram and read about all the details to this giveaway. You'll see a post in my feed with me holding a glass of champagne. And if you read in the bottom of that feed, you can enter the giveaway there. So go to kathy.heller on Instagram and we'll, we'll link to it in the show notes and then you can enter the giveaway. But the giveaway consists of just a few simple things, which is sharing your favorite episode and tagging me on Instagram as well as buying a copy of my book this week, either for yourself or for a friend. And then you get all the goodies, all the good stuff. All right. So I really can't wait. I can't wait to introduce you to today's guest. I'm sure many of you already know her and you're familiar with her work. We have here today the fabulous, incredible Gabby Bernstein. She is the number one New York Times bestselling author, entrepreneur, international speaker, coach, self-proclaimed spirit junkie. She's written seven incredible books, The Universe Has Your Back, Spirit Junkie, Judgment Detox, and her newest book was just released on Tuesday. It's called Super Attractor, Methods for Manifesting a Life Beyond Your Wildest Dreams. And we're gonna talk about some of the really meaty pieces that you're going to find in there. Along with her books, Gabby has a blog, courses, meditation albums, and journals. She's also one of the magical humans in Oprah's Super Soul 100. And Gabby spoke on Oprah's stage at her Super Soul sessions in 2017. And I was there and I saw her live and she was phenomenal. She's also given lectures at Google, TEDx Women, the Chopra Center, the Huffington Post, and so much more. Plus, she's been featured on a ton of places like Elle, Own, The Today Show, Women's Health, and Cosmo, just to name a few. She is just one of those very very wise human beings who speaks from the heart and speaks truly like in this moment in real time. And this was such a surreal gift to have her here because I have personally been following her work for years and I just don't have the words to express um, what a blessing it was to have her. I won't keep you waiting any longer. So without further ado, please welcome the one and only Gabby Bernstein. Hey, Gabby, thank you so much for making the time to be here today. So happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So for anyone, in case for some reason they've been living under a rock or in some part of the North Pole without Wi-Fi and never found out who you were, let's just talk a little bit about your journey and then we'll dive into all the delicious things that you are sharing now with your new book. Mm -hmm. Well, I started my career as a self-help book author and motivational speaker out of a bottom, really. I hit bottom when I was 25. When I was in my early 20s, was really living in the opposite of the way that I live today, which was very obsessed with my credentials and my outside persona and right. the fact that I ran a PR company mm -hmm. or owned my own PR company at 21 and really thought I was very cool. And mm -hmm. that outside search led me down some dark roads, uh, including drug and alcoholism. And that was one of the greatest gifts I was ever given because I had a very strong sense that there was more, even at my darkest moment when I was doing drugs and alcohol and really partying and addicted to the outside perception of myself. Yeah. I still had a stack of self-help books next to my bed. I still had the journal there waiting for me to open up. And I was seeking and longing for something more. Right. And thankfully, I woke up to receive that. I, I got sober. I, I really hit bottom on October 2nd of 2005. And I just prayed for guidance and a miracle. And I heard my intuition say, get clean and you will live a life beyond your wildest dreams. And mm -hmm. so that was the day, it's 14 years now that I chose to get sober. Wow. And in my sobriety, I got very committed and devoted to my spiritual practice because I knew that was what was going to heal me among many other things along the way. Right. So I was so excited to be sober. I was so excited to feel good. I was so excited to be able to stand behind the messages that I believed in so deeply and very quickly started putting on my own talks and coaching people and have since authored seven books. I'm writing my eighth as I launched my seventh. <laughs> oh my and God. I'm super inspired and I've been having a 
a big journey. And listen, that journey hasn't come without a lot of bottoms, but the reason I've been able to hit those bottoms is because I've had such a strong spiritual foundation that I've been brave enough to go to the places that scare me. Yeah. And that's a whole book in itself, let me tell you. So, oh, yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. incredible how much is just pouring out of you and how you're just in that flow and how you had the courage to really bring the darkness into the light and then move past it. Yeah. I'm curious, since you've talked to hundreds of thousands, millions of human beings, what seems to be the through line in what you find keeping people stuck? Fear is the through line. Fear of not being good enough, fear of being inadequate or unworthy, fear. Yeah. And how do you help somebody to move through that? So all of my work is about helping people undo the habitual pattern of fear. Mm. And in addition, my main purpose, the reason I'm here, the reason I, I showed up in this body at this time was to crack people open to a spiritual connection of their own understanding. Mm -hmm. And what I believe happens is that maybe they come to me and they get cracked open and I give them lots of methods and tools. And my, my tools are keeping them consistent on their spiritual paths, personal growth work. And I could be the, you know, the final stop for somebody. But my biggest prayer is that I crack them open and then they continue to develop and grow their personal growth practice, healing, and awakening through whatever they are guided to once they've made that commitment. But my hope is really that the books and the work will crack people open to go do deeper work because we are, so many of us are just traumatized and we don't even know it. And that deep work requires a spiritual foundation in order for us to be, like I said, brave enough to go there. Yeah. But I, I don't want to diminish that, that deep work. The spiritual path is very, very uplifting and elevating. And it also can guide us to uncover things that we never wanted to face, but yeah. it's good. It's really good. Yeah. And when you talk about this deeper work and helping set people on their path, what does that look like for people who haven't had that conversation or even thought about that? Does that look something like having a connection with your higher power? Does it look like meditation every morning? Does it look like creating your own morning routine? Like what are some of the building blocks that you're hoping to help people to bring more into their life so that they can do this work? Yes. First and foremost, it's establishing a, a foundation, a spiritual foundation. And recognizing that you don't have to have a spiritual part of your life. Like you don't have to meditate just in the morning, but you can have a active ongoing dialogue with a higher power. You can mm. consistently be connecting to your breath. You can be recognizing your thoughts and releasing them quickly. You can be choosing the next best feeling thought. There's so many things you can be doing throughout yeah. the day to stay in that consistent energetic flow. Yeah. And then, you know, some people have really big things that they need to unearth, including me. Uh, and I found that my spiritual practice was the foundation that made it safe enough for me to do that deeper work. So yeah. some people may find my work and they may be guided to go bigger beyond it with a therapist or a trauma yeah. healing or 12-step yeah. program or whatever it may be. Right. It's so um, refreshing how you share your truth and you don't apologize because I feel like we live in a time where to talk about spirituality, to talk about God is actually really difficult. I think that over the years, the word God has become really burdened and some people like to call it something else. But even those other words, if they imply God, I think they're really charged for people. Right. So how do you help people to reapproach? How do we open up to that? I mean, most of my books, I don't even use the word God because it is so triggering and charging right. for people. But I don't, it's all semantics, really. Yeah. It's recognizing and accepting that there is a higher power beyond your will and your way and really expecting your, your true essence, which is that you are a spirit. What I believe really is that whoever needs my work will be guided to me. And so thankfully, I don't really preach to the unwilling you know, it's like right. I, I teach the willing because no one lands in a talk of mine or picks up a book of mine unless they were guided there. And if they were guided there, there was a mustard seed of hope within them that said, yes, yeah. I'm, I'm ready for this. Yeah. 
There's so much to talk about, um, but I really want to talk about your new book because there's so much juicy stuff in that. And I want to just get right into it. So this book, Super Attractor, what inspired you to write this book? You've already written so much. You've already shared so much. What was it that you felt like it needed to be shared? I personally was ready to feel good. <laughs> I was ready to feel good. I had been doing this work and having a lot of fun along the way. And probably the greatest joys of my life have been writing and speaking. But I was really suffering and struggling on the sidelines because of my willingness to do the deep work more and more was coming up for me, mm -hmm. including traumatic memories, including physical issues, and most recently postpartum anxiety and depression and insomnia. Oh, yeah. I've been there so hard. Oh, so terrifying. And so yeah. I just kept hitting hit with these milestones. And I know why. I know that they were coming up because I was healthy and safe enough to face them. Mm. So I owe my spiritual practice to my long-term recovery because you can get clean and sober and you can talk and pray and talk to God, but then you got to get real with why you were using in the first place, right? Mm -hmm. So right. that has been my journey over the last four years, particularly. And I've had so many light moments along the way, of course, birthing my son and getting pregnant. My pregnancy was the best time of my life. And so I've had so many wonderful light moments. But by the time it came to write this book, I actually wrote this book while I was pregnant. So it was probably the most relaxed, happy time of my life when I was writing this book. And I know it will come through in the book. So I was just ready to stop suffering, right? Yeah. Because even though I had all the tools and I was using them day in, day out, and I was getting so much relief from them, there has been some big stuff for me that I've had to face. It doesn't disappear overnight. It requires a lot of someone to go there. Yeah. And so I'd done so much work by the time I started writing this book. And I was like, let's just feel good. I'm just ready to feel good. Yeah. And, you know, my, my earlier books do reflect a lot of like the heavy lifting, you know, getting, getting through the fears and blocks and facing wounds and, and honoring the wounds and things like this. Mm -hmm. So now it's just like, let's have some fun. Let's talk about yeah. feeling good and the power of what it means to feel good and really bring forth the methods for attuning your energy on a moment to moment basis. Now that doesn't mean that you aren't necessarily going to go through tough times, but it makes it easier to go through the tough times when you practice these methods from this book. Yeah. Yeah. And just hearing you say those words, my whole body feels relief. Mm. I was ready to feel good. Yeah. And I don't want to suffer anymore. And I just feel like everyone listening, no matter where they're at in their life goes, yeah, me too. That sounds good. Right. And I heard once a friend of mine said, you know, pain is inevitable but suffering is optional. Yeah. And um, I'm curious what it means to you. Like, let's take a peek into this book. What are some of those methods? What's some of that process where we can stop suffering? Yeah. One of the biggest methods in the book is this method I call the choose again method. And it's really just a practice of reprogramming the way you think. And it's not saying that you're dismissing a problem but instead you're facing it with a better attitude. So the first step is to witness the fearful thought and how it makes you feel. Yeah. So let's say you have a thought, you all know your thoughts, right? So mine mm -hmm. is like, I'm not being taken care of. Nobody can support me. I have to do everything by myself. I mean, I've got all these stories, right? Mm -hmm. And these stories, you probably know where they come from. They come from your childhood. They come from your, your wounds, your triggers. So you have them on repeat and they become the tapestry that is your life. So we have to begin to reorganize them and take away their power. And so the choose again method begins with looking, witnessing the thought and witnessing how it makes you feel. And then the second step is about forgiving yourself for having the thought and forgiving the thought altogether. Because when we forgive ourselves, because a lot of times when we start to look at our negative thoughts, we're like blaming ourselves more. Like, I'm too spiritual to have these thoughts or, oh God, here it is again. Just forgive the thought and forgive yourself for having the thought is step two. And the third step is to choose again. The third step is to choose the next best feeling thought. Mm -hmm. And that begins to really help you release the suffering because it helps to change the inner dialogue, which then helps to change your, the way you feel. It helps to change your physical condition. It lowers your stress levels. And that aligns you with what I refer to in the book as your super attractor power. Wow. 
I have tears streaming down my face mm. um, because um, I just feel like what you just said was totally an answered prayer for me personally. I literally got on my knees three days ago and I closed the door in my closet and I begged God. I was like, please help me stop suffering. Mm. Like I have such a good life, yep. you know? Yeah. And like, I have these three beautiful kids and I went through all this fertility treatment and I have this incredible career and I have a husband, we've worked so hard. And like, why is there, it's a constant thought. And I have this thought of, he doesn't see me. I'm in the wrong marriage. I'm in the wrong place. How did I make this mistake? And he's such a good person. What am I going to, and like, it never goes away. It's constant for me. And I'm sure it has so much to do with my childhood, but what you just laid out the idea of forgiving yourself for having the thought. Mm -hmm. And then the second part, when you're like, choose again, just the idea of like, choose the thought that will make you feel the way you want to feel. Mm. Oh my gosh. I've never heard those words put into my ears. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. that is so freeing. Nice. Is so. that really how it works? Like we really can do that? Yeah. And you know, when you choose again, you want to choose a thought you believe in. You don't want to say everything's perfect. You know, you want to choose a thought that's like, my husband and I are working and we have come so far, right? That's a shifted thought for you. Or I've done all this work to get to this place so I can uncover what really is there, whatever it is, right? right. That that doesn't have to be like, I'm healed, you know? Right. Uh, but it's, it's, I'm on the healing path. Yeah. And it really is amazing what you said, how we just continue to grow. And then at some point, if we're actually growing, we are going to have to face whatever has been underneath there. Yeah. Yeah. The more committed you are to grow, the more you will be faced with. Yeah. In my book, The Universe Has Your Back, I talk about spiritual assignments and how everything will keep coming up unless you show up for it. Right. So we will continue to have the same assignment presented to us over and over again until we become willing to really face it. Mm. So what does it mean to be a super attractor? How can people let go of this resistance, if there is any, and surrender and trust that they're going to be led? Read the book. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. Okay, good night, everybody. <laughs> well, I talk about all the surrender and how to trust in your guidance and to know whether the guidance is available to you and it's going to give the clear direction. But we can claim that we are all super attractors right now. We are all super attractors. We've just forgotten. Mm -hmm. And in many cases, we've been super attracting what we don't want, right? So we are all magnets. And it's when we align with good feeling energy and we align with the positive, powerful thoughts, we become that super attractor that has the ability to attract what we want and co-create our life and allow our good feeling experiences to just let the desires manifest. I've been living these practices for quite some time now. And I'm really proud to say that just the ease and the relaxation and the faith that I have around my desires, I don't have to do much. I can mm. pick up the phone and, you know, pitch the reporter and let it go and ignore it. And then she'll call me back and say, yeah, we're doing it. Yes. Yes. You that's know, incredible. Don't have to be hung up about it. Yeah. So you have to do the work. You have to like pick up the phone and write the pitch or you have to pick up the phone and, you know, call the guy, but you let go and it's in the letting go that it, it is received. Okay. So for people who haven't gotten this message and there are so many people who maybe they've heard it, but if they heard it, maybe they didn't really get it. Cause so often I'm constantly hearing people like, I don't know, how do I get unstuck? Is it, is it possible that I can be happier? Is it even possible I can do what I love? So right. somewhere along the way, the message has gotten lost. So if that's the case, can you just explain what does it mean to attract and to come from a place of what you desire? And what does it then mean to let that go? Like, how does that look like in your life? You know, you're super attracting something when you're not hung up about it. Mm. You know, you're super attracting when you're not hung up about it, when you're not obsessing over it, when you're not attached to the outcome. And there's a lot of hangups for people around their attachment to an outcome because a lot of people have it wrong. Abraham Hicks has a beautiful quote that says, you'll think you'll be happy when you have that thing, but when you're happy, that thing will come to you. It's, I'm totally paraphrasing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's this message that we've forgotten where the importance lies, which is in feeling good. So when we redirect our focus off of getting something and instead focus on how we're feeling, 
then we're in a receptive energy of allowing. Because if our primary focus is to feel good, then everything else can flow in or flow out and it will come to us if it's meant to. Mm -hmm. And most things that we desire are meant to be there. So they'll come. But most importantly, if we're relaxed and detached, it'll come or it won't and we'll be okay either way. Yeah. This is similar to, I'm sure you guys are good friends, but Danielle Laporte was here and she was talking about this idea of like, how do you want to feel? Forget what you want. How do you want to feel? Every right. day? Cause yeah. that, so yeah. when you think about how you want to feel and you're talking to people listening right now, most people are not, you know, experts at knowing how to make themselves feel good. Right. right. That's so yeah. that feels like a big ocean to cross. Like, how am I supposed to feel better? Of course. Yeah. So what can we do? every day or today? What's one thing we can start doing to think about working that muscle to feel better? One thing you could do is start practicing the choose again method that I share mm-hmm. and doing it regularly. Because here's the deal with negative fear-based thoughts are just as addictive as alcohol or drugs. Oh God. Yes. So they're, they're just another form of self-sabotage and often they lead to the alcoholism and the drug addiction. Mm. So what happens when you're addicted to something is you have to put a new pattern in front of it. So just as an example of sobriety, it's like, you know, you're, you're a drug addict or alcoholic. You just, you don't drink, you go to meetings, you call your sponsor. You don't drink, you go to, and when you don't drink, go to meetings and call your sponsor, you're putting a new pattern, a new behavior in front of the former habitual behavior, which was to get annihilated and, you know, wake up like somewhere you don't know. So the same goes for fear. You have to be able to witness the fear is coming up as it's almost like a craving, right? It's like an alcohol craving or something. Then practice the choose again method, rearrange the fear and be released from it. Then when the fear comes up again in an hour, you practice the choose again method again, you'd be released from it. It comes up in 15 minutes, you practice it again. The more you practice it, the less you believe in the fear, the more of a habit the choose again method becomes Mm -hmm. and the more of a new behavior you've created. That makes a lot of sense. All right. I'm loving everything you're saying, but we got to just say a quick thanks to our sponsor. When you visualize running your business, what do you see? Do you see yourself creating the hand-lettered art or publishing your blog or singing your music in front of an audience? Now, what about drafting proposals and tracking down payments? I'm guessing that was not part of your vision, but thankfully there's HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that organizes your client communications, bookings, contracts, and invoices all in one place. They have professional templates, e-signatures, and built-in automation so it keeps you on track and honestly just makes you look like you really know what you're doing. It's also really convenient because they consolidate services you might already use like QuickBooks, Google Suite, Excel, and MailChimp or Gmail. Lately, my team and I are planning this huge book launch, which is requiring sending out tons of emails and keeping tabs on who's responding, who's getting advanced copies copies of the book and all of that. So there's a lot of moving parts, but it's been really nice to have this customizable pipeline so we can see what we've already checked off and what still needs to be done. Right now, HoneyBook is offering our listeners 50% off when you visit honeybook.com slash dreamjob. Payment is flexible and this promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. Go to honeybook.com slash dreamjob for 50% off your first year. That's honeybook.com slash dreamjob. Now that it's fall, you're probably thinking that it's time to get back into routine and refocus your energy on these goals and most importantly, your self-care. And Care Of makes that easy. Just take their short, fun five-minute quiz and you'll get a research-backed recommendation with the vitamin supplements and or protein powders you need based on your personalized results. I took the quiz and it was super quick and simple. Plus, you can tell they're really intentional about customizing their recommendations just for you. They ask about your lifestyle, your diet, values, and health goals so you can prioritize what area you want to focus on improving like stress or energy. I put sleep at the top of my list because I am always trying to sleep better. So for that, they recommended the magnesium vitamin pack. And they also have vegan and vegetarian supplement options. So you can really tailor it to fit your dietary needs. And then once you complete the quiz, your care of order gets shipped right to your door in the convenient daily packs, which is perfect for someone like me with a busy on the go schedule. So definitely check it out for 25% off your first care of order. Visit careof.com and enter promo code dreamjob. That's 25% off your first care of order. When you go to takecareof.com and enter dreamjob at checkout. Something that I... I've really come to hear loud and clear is that there are a lot of people walking around. I'm sure I have this on some level where we don't even feel worthy of really feeling good. Like there's some shame. 
there's some feeling of like, no, being a grown up means you're not so happy, or you save happiness for retirement or for the weekends, or who am I to be happy when, you know, my parents are suffering, or I don't know, I was never really just given unconditional love. So it feels like kind of off to receive so much. I don't feel worthy. I feel shame come up. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of someone feeling supported and loved unconditionally is almost like it it hurts. This is funny. I was I was giving a talk a week ago and it was for an entrepreneurial, spiritual entrepreneurial group. And it was about a common theme I see in my students, my spirit junkie masterclass training. And I see this common theme in these students is this theme of sabotaging their abundance. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to give the talk all about manifesting abundance and changing our thoughts. And when I really went deep with it, I realized that the talk had to be about unworthiness Mm. because whatever it is that we're not attracting into our life is because we don't believe we're worthy of it. And then on a very metaphysical level, what we really don't believe we're worthy of is love. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the money. It's not just the relationship. It's underlying that unworthiness is that we feel unworthy of love. Yep. So it might blow your mind to say, oh, your, your debt is about your feeling of being unworthy to, to receive love, right. but it is. Mm-hmm. So the first step I believe really is just to accept and recognize that the things that you're blocking in your life are not necessarily because you're not good at something or you're not able or capable, but it's that you have a, a belief system on repeat that you're not worthy. Yeah. So how do we learn to receive? I mean, that and tolerate it without feeling shame. Because sometimes when we really don't feel worthy and it hurts, I mean, I remember a therapist said to me when I was in college and I just gone through so much stuff with my parents' divorce and whatever. And I said, I'm dating this guy and he's so kind to me. And I don't know why, but I, I feel like leaving all the time. And she said, if you were standing with someone who had third degree burns, what's the kindest thing you can do? You stand six feet away, right? Don't hug them so hard. It hurts. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, yes, right? Mm -hmm. So there's something when you've been in a place where you haven't been seen and you haven't been just given love and then someone comes and loves you, what comes up is like, why would you do that? What's wrong with you that you would do that? Or I don't feel worthy. Now I feel like I owe you something and all this pain, it almost like hurts. So how do we learn to receive? Because look how you've done that. It begins with two things. One, learning how to receive love from your higher power, from a higher power of your own understanding. Choose what that means Mm -hmm. to you. The way that we can receive that love is when we get still. And when we get still, we have the capacity to feel an overwhelming sense of love because it's, it's the energy that is who we are. And when we get still, we align with that ever-present energy that is within us and around us. That's the quickest way to start to feel more worthy is when you start to devote a dedicated practice to tuning in and slowing down so that you can listen and and receive and feel a greater connection beyond what's happening to you in the moment-to-moment experiences. The other element is to recognize that there's a soul part of you that needs to be retrieved we all have these moments in time that have cut off our connection to our faith in that higher power, their faith and love. We have to do some, some work to go back to retrieve that little girl, little boy, that part of ourselves that has been cut off. You can do that through meditation. You can do that through therapy. You can do that through a lot of different trauma practices and you don't have to know what it is. Just be open to healing that core wound and you'll be guided to how to heal it. Yeah. It's beautiful what you just said. And I was thinking about how so often I meet people and I recognize that one of the greatest strategies that we do at some point, once we've been through loss and grief and rejection, because we've all been through it, we come up with this strategy, which is, oh, I'm, I'm good. I don't want anything, actually. I'm fine. Because then I don't have to be open to losing something. There's no stakes. There's no possibility of being hurt and vulnerable. And so I'm going to convince myself that I actually don't want anything. Right. And there's a six-year-old kid who got hurt and maybe your dad walked out and didn't come back. And you said, oh, okay. 
So I'm going to put that side of myself away and I'm not going to feel that anymore. I don't want, I don't really need anyone to love me, you know, whatever that is. And so that, that just struck me when you said, maybe you have to go back to that kit and see how you can make that agreement again, that you have that connection coming in and maybe you just cut yourself off from it. That's right. So in your book, um, you talk about taking spiritually aligned action. And I think it's so important that, like you said before, you even mentioned it. You said you can't just have the feeling and then not call the person and pitch the article. And on this show, the number one purpose of the show is to help people find more purpose and to help people do their life's work and whatever that means to them. And so we do need to take action and we do need to show up. And I'm curious in that chapter, what are you talking about? What does it mean to take spiritually aligned action? It means to take an action from a place of alignment, from a place of faith, from a place of ease, from a place that's not needy, not controlling, not outcome oriented. So it's picking up the phone and calling that guy because you feel inspired and excited to, not because you are desperate to have mm -hmm. a partner. It's sending your resume to someone uh, in a blind, you know, cold, cold call or cold email with, without any expectation or fear or uncertainty or unworthiness for that matter. Yeah. So the practice in the chapter is about getting your energy into spiritual alignment before you take an action. Because when we take actions from any other place, they will not be supported. Mm -hmm. And the irony is that when we take the time to take that spiritual aligned, spiritually aligned action, we don't have to do much. We can do less and attract more. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I think one of the other main questions that comes up, and this is a big one, but I'm sure you've been asked every big question under the sun. I think people sometimes are ready to do whatever it's going to take, but they don't know what is their work. For some people, they knew since they were six, they're like, I love dance. When I'm dancing, everything stops and I could dance forever. Some people have that clarity. A lot of people, we have about 71% of our audience that says, I want so much to serve the world. I want so much to be more fulfilled. And I'm not feeling like I'm in alignment. And I don't like sitting at this desk. And I don't like doing whatever. How do I know what I'm supposed to do? How will I be led to that? What's your answer for that? How can we get more clarity around that? I try to help people recognize the things that they did by choice. And sometimes that comes from, you know, what did you do when you were a kid by choice? The things that, the things that you do for hobbies, what is it that you do that if you're not, that you do, even if you're not getting paid to do it. Yeah. For example, when I was 14, I started running, I was the president of the regional youth group in my temple. Mm -hmm. And I was literally running spiritual retreats <laughs> on the weekends and, and leading, I was like this wow. like teenage Sherpa. And it was just no coincidence that that became my career mm. because it's what I've always loved to do. It's also what I would do even if I wasn't paid to do it, mm -hmm. if, even if I didn't have a business. Mm -hmm. This would be my, I would write more books. I would keep talking. So what would the, what are the things mm. that you do by choice? What are the things that you do even if someone wasn't paying you to do it? God, I love that. And I can totally see like 14-year-old Gabby Bernstein just kind of like crushing it, like getting up there and getting all these kids together. Totally. I see it. Totally. Yeah, I, I love it. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So the next question that comes up for people is, great, well, here's the reason I'm having a hard time believing you because the thing that I've always loved to do is play basketball and I'll never make it in the NBA. Or I really yeah. want to be a stand-up comic, but it's so competitive, you know, competitive and I don't know if I'm going to wind up getting the break. Do you feel like if you really want something and you're really coming alive when you do it, that the universe will support you in making that come true? Yes, 100%. And I also don't think... Well, yeah, 100% that. Wow. Yeah. Well, there's a few things. One, the things that we love may not be our profession, but they have to be the things that we do. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't do what we love, then we can't excel in any area of our life. Mm. So start doing the things that you love more, regardless of whether you're getting paid for it. And they, that will open up doors for you. For example, if say you want to play basketball, but you're never going to be in the NBA just because, you know, it's just maybe not even realistic right. or possible right. or who forget about yeah. it. Maybe it's not even what you really want, but you love playing basketball. 
So play more basketball because it'll put you into a better point of attraction. It'll put you into a better attitude, a better energy. And then you'll show up for your job the next day in that better attitude and that better energy. And then you'll be in the elevator and you'll just start talking to somebody randomly. And that person in the elevator will say, you know, I'm on the sixth floor and I have this really cool graphic design company and we're doing this. And then you're like, wow, I have a degree in graphic design. I'm not doing it. Can I come talk to you? Right? So do you know what I'm saying? Like you, you feel good. You open up invisible doors. So just do more of what you love and you'll feel better and then the doors will open for you. Okay. So let's say it's something that's a little more realistic than becoming, you know, Kobe Bryant. We had Jenna Fisher on the show and she was talking about how she came out here from St. Louis. She's like, I'm going to spend six months trying to become an actor. And then if it doesn't happen, I guess it's not meant to, right? And of course, six months later, she blew through whatever savings she had and she had to get a hostess job because no, like she didn't get the part on the office till five years later. And so a lot of people say to her, well, it's been eight years for me. So is it just never going to happen or do I keep going? And that's, you know, something people ask a lot, like, you know, that the universe is trying to say to you, you need to pivot here. And when do you read the universe as no, keep going? One of the big things you have to always check in with is what's the energy behind what I want? Like, and why do I want it? Right. Do I want to be an actor because Mm. I so desperately need to be seen or because my heart Mm. will not be complete if I'm not performing. Right. So, and really get the ego out of it because if there's ego in it, it it will never happen if the ego is in it. And when I say the ego, I mean the neediness, the, the, the story of I'm only complete when I have that, the feeling of needing that everyone else is separate from me. And really just focusing on the art, focusing on the craft and trusting that you're going to be led to the next right action mm-hmm. and, and and letting go of the frame, right? So the frame, maybe I have to be on the office or I have to be on this movie, but maybe there's this regional theater that's like going to blow your mind and change a community right. and you're not paying attention to it because you're so focused on being on the office, right? So right. there's that. The other thing also is, is like a lot of people have these dream desires because they just, they like want to be the comedian or they want to be this other thing because they just haven't become settled with who they are. Mm. Yeah. So what you're really saying is like, have some flexibility around what it's going to look like and be more dedicated to, I want to become who I'm supposed to be. And more dedicated to, I want to feel good. Because when Mm. you feel good, you are effortlessly guided towards what you are meant to be doing. Wow. So you're saying if you're struggling and starving and you're continuing to put yourself in that situation and for some reason it's not feeling sustainable and you're feeling awful, then that might be a sign to try to see if there's something else that would make you feel better. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're feeling tons of resistance and roadblocks, then that is your sign to pivot. Yeah. All right. So in the end of this book, you say, let the universe catch up with your dreams, unwavering faith in the universe. What does that mean? Well, the chapter on letting the universe catch up with your dreams in that section is all about, once again, having a desire and letting it go. Because, yeah, for instance, I wanted to conceive for three years, but I, when I had, the day I had my child last December, I literally said out loud, there was no better day than today to have this child. Oh, so sweet. So we have to let go of the rope and trust that there's a plan better than our own and let the universe catch up with our dreams. So beautiful. Tell us um, where we can find you, where we can buy this book. I would go to the URL, (laughs) gabbybernstein.com forward slash super attractor book. That URL will give you the opportunity to buy the book and then get this workshop that I led this past summer that is freaking amazing. And the Mm. workshop's free when you order the book. So I would go to gabbybernstein.com forward slash super attractor book. Maybe you can put it in the show notes. That will give you a free workshop that's valued, has a high value and forgetting the value. It was freaking awesome. That's amazing. And we will definitely have the link in the show notes. Um, Thank you so much for being so generous with how you show up Mm. all of the time. Um, And is there anything you want to say before we sign off? I actually just wanted to say something to you, which was 
that you're excellent at this. You have just so much authenticity and so much ease. And I'm so happy that you found your purpose because mama, this is it. You rock. That's excellent. And I'm sure everyone out there is so grateful to you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Really? That's so kind. And you did not have to say that. I mean it. I mean Um, it. I mean it. Thank you. Thank you so much for today. And um, what a gift, seriously. May every ounce of goodness that you do, it should just keep coming back to you. Thank you. Wow, 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 wow. Oh my gosh. What a conversation. Okay, here are the takeaways. Number one, witness your thought, forgive yourself for having the thought, and then choose again. Number two, we are all super attractors. We've just forgotten how. We've just forgotten how. Number three, when you're not attached to the outcome, you become a super attractor. Number four, put a new pattern in front of your fear-based thoughts. Number five, learn to receive love from a higher power. Tune in, slow down, and feel the connection to something greater than yourself. Number six, recognize the soul part of you that needs to be retrieved. Open up that core wound and you will be guided. Number seven, the thing we love might not be our profession, but it's the thing we have to do if we want to excel. Number eight, let go of the rope. Trust that there's a better plan than our own. Let the universe catch up with your dreams. Okay, let's talk about some wins. So Melissa posted in the Facebook group and she said, hey, you guys just wanted to share a win. I'm 41 and I finally have the confidence in my music and my vision for my art to record a studio album. I released my first crowdfunding campaign last week and I'm already at 62% in seven days. I've been ugly crying tears of happiness all week. So thankful for this community and the endless supply of inspiration. Thank you for living your dreams so that I felt like I could too. Melissa, that is incredible. And I'm so proud of you for giving yourself that permission to record the studio album and put yourself out there. It just goes to show you that it is never too late to do what you've always been craving to do. You guys, you can go support her crowdfunding campaign. It's Melissa Engelman's debut studio album on Indiegogo. Melissa, way to go. Okay, our next win is from Ijoma. Uh, This was in our Facebook community. Today was really a big deal to me as a woman entrepreneur, a mother and wife, This was a big accomplishment and a win for me this week. Sometimes I feel like not everyone understands the tears, the nose, and the brave face to take each day, one sunrise at a time. There were many times I wanted to quit, pull the plug, and stop. Today made those challenging days worth it. I get a lot of encouragement seeing others doing so well in this community and group, and I'm happy to have found it. I hope I can be just as encouraging. And she posted a photo of her Mama Sinmas red sauce on the shelves of her grocery store. It's right there along with the red sauce from huge names like Emerald and the Pioneer Woman. And Ijoma, you so deserve to take your seat at this table. I have no doubt that this is going to help so many more people to get fired up and keep going just like the way that you felt like giving up, but you didn't because other people inspired you because you're right. Mustering your way through those challenging times and keeping your head up high and breaking through the other side, it is difficult, but it is so worth it. You can all go give her some love. Her Instagram is mama sinmis underscore red sauce. Sinmis is spelled S-I-N-M-I-S. And keep an eye out for that red sauce when it comes to a grocery store near you. All right, if you have a win that we can celebrate, we would love to hear about it. You can post it in the Don't Keep Her Day Job Facebook group, or you can DM me on Instagram at kathy.heller. And if you have some epic win about how this show has changed your life, send us an email to hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com with the subject line 200th episode. And we want to hear your story. So tell us your story so that we could feature you, we could interview you as a special guest on the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Oh my gosh, what an amazing week. There's been so many good episodes. There's so many good conversations coming, more great episodes. So please be sure to subscribe to the show, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, because it is completely free. Tell us what you think about the show by leaving a rating and a review. You can also support us by spreading the word. Share the show with a friend, with someone in your family or a colleague, anyone who's seeking more purpose, more freedom to really step into the life that they want to live on their terms. If it was this episode, another episode, take a second right now and share it. Don't forget that our giveaway ends tomorrow. And if you go ahead to my Instagram or you go to the show, show notes, you'll find a link to all the details. And you guys can get in on that because every single person who enters is getting the course I created on how to grow and make a wildly successful podcast. I love you. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you soon.